Going to turn things back over to Mr. Mark Weber to start off Hour 3 of Garden Talk. Good morning. You know, it's been a pretty good show today. Yes, sir. A lot of calls. Lot 120 of calls. minutes of really good radio, and there's approximately 60 minutes that remain. So your opportunity to talk to me is dwindling and and slowly going away like an hourglass. So give me a call at 457 1290. That's 457 1290. As we begin the third and final hour of Garden Talk with Mark Weber on AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO. The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group Ohio. This is WHIO's consumer warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist, Kirsty Santini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Saturday morning to each and every one of you and welcome to the third and final hour of Garden Talk right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. We'd love to have you part of this morning's broadcast and more so we would love to um, make you part of um, our gardening world and we hope to inspire you um, to make you a little bit better of a gardener. In this hour of Garden Talk, we're going to do something a lot of fun, which is called What Plant I Am. That's going to come up probably after we get out of the shoot with John Scott at 8.30, who is going to be talking to us about a bunch of really important stuff. And most importantly, this first half hour of Garden Talk is all about you at 457-1290. Let's uh, jump to the telephone lines and let's go right off the top of the bat and let's go talk to Ron. Ron, good morning and happy spring to you, Ron. Good morning. Happy spring to you. I'm calling about a crabapple tree that died last year and i want to replace it with the exact tree i want to stay true to the yard but there's so many different kinds of crab apple trees and i want to make sure that i get the right one and i think you answered my question by telling the other caller to go to goodtree.com no trees are good.org yeah Yeah, well i but i think you're gonna do you know what variety it was in the beginning um, no, I don't. That's what I'm trying to find out. Okay. What I would suggest is, do you have any photographs of it or anything like that? Yes, I do. Yeah, I would work with a, with a trained horticulturalist that's knowledgeable about plants. And that could be any of our local nurseries. And I, when I say local, I'm not talking about those names that are all over the United States. I'm talking about those names that are Pacific to Dayton, Ohio. Okay. okay. Like, you know, there's a place called Knollwood Garden Center. Okay. There's no Knollwood Garden Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. There's no Knollwood Garden Center in Miami, Florida, right? Okay. That I know of. Okay. That is a prime example of a local garden center or local nursery, meaning they they live there, they sleep there, and they know plants there. Okay. Okay. That would be the place that I would begin their search. Okay, great. And then take, okay. you know, take some pictures, you know, discuss the color, the size of the plant, and then from there they can do a little background work and figure out uh, what the uh, um, what the species of the plant is and come up with something that's going to be close. There are so many different varieties of crab apples. It's not funny. Right, yeah, I've learned that in my research. So yep. thank you so much. I'll, I'll check uh, no wood out. And, okay. and one thing that I need to share with you, though, and this is important, whatever variety of crab apple you choose to replace the one you had, make sure that it's one that is disease-resistant. Okay. Meaning crab apples belong to a group of plants uh, um, called the rose family, Rosiaceae. And Rosiaceae is extremely um, culpable to a disease called fire blight. Okay? And a fire blight is a disease that is a lot of times we breed um, crabapple resistance into it. Okay? Okay. 
Does that help you? Yes, I didn't know that. So thank you very much. Okay. All right. I wish you the best, and uh, I hope that it will help you along the way, sir. I'm sure it will. Thank you so much. Thank you, and thanks for listening to the program, okay? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Bye-bye. 457-1290. Let's rock. Let's roll. Let's head to somewhere in Dayton, and let's go talk to Frank. Frank, good morning, and uh, happy spring to you, Frank. Happy spring to you, sir. Hey, I'm buying a Hyacinth because I'm such a sucker for them, and I give them to my mom every year. And uh, I keep thinking, I keep thinking that I'll get the same flower bloom next year. But every year they look, well, it just ain't the same. What am I doing wrong? Okay. Um, and you say, what is it a hyacinth, did you say? Yes, sir. Hyacinth. Okay. And are they outside or inside? It, well, inside. Okay. And it's not blooming? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. They, they look all raggedy. Okay. And, and is this the bulb hyacinth? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, first of all, it has to go through a chilling process after, after it blooms and a, a rest process. Bulbs are designed to grow, bloom, rest, and then rebloom. Okay. So does this have, um, wow, you sound like, uh, <laughs> uh, is, is the plant have leaves right now, sir? Um, yeah, they get, they get leaves. Okay. So I think one thing that I would suggest, you need to make sure you're talking about the same plant that I think you are talking about. So I think you need to find out if that plant is what you think it is, the hyacinth. Hyacinth to me is a bulb. Yes, that is correct. They are bulbs. Okay. So in that circumstance, then you're going to need to allow it to grow, build that bulb up, and then after it goes into dormancy in the fall... Um, take it, you know, put it like in your refrigerator or someplace like that for about a 30 to 45 day period so that it can transform its, 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 its leaf buds into vegetative buds. Really? Yeah. Cause that's how you get flower. That's why we plant tulips, hyacinths and, and, and crocuses, crocuses and et cetera in the fall, because they need that period to, to chill, to transform their, buds into flower buds they call that that process is called vernalization um, okay I thought, it was, I thought it was like uh fertilizer or something like that no no this is this is a you know this is the part that's so hard for a lot of a lot of folks who love plants and want to have plants in their lives to, to kind of put their head around plants for all intents and purposes are raging hormones <laughs> What, what makes plants do what they do is these interrelationships between what they call plant auxins and, 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 and gibberellins and other um, chemicals. And these chemicals inside the plant trigger flower bud development. They trigger root development. They trigger um, uh, 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 seed development in plants. And a lot of those are triggered by temperature changes. And then, say, for example, you've heard of winter wheat, right? You've grown up in – you're from Ohio, yeah. right? Well, yep. the reason that farmers plant winter wheat is is because that winter wheat has to go through a process called vernalization. The plant has to be exposed to cold temperatures. And by doing so, we'll then force that plant to flower and make grain, okay? Does that make sense? Uh, yes, it does. So the same thing goes with your hyacinth. Okay. Well, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. All right, sir. I wish you only the very best, and I hope that uh, helps you grow a better hyacinth. Take care. Bye-bye. 457-1290. Let's head to the telephone lines once again, and let's talk to Gary. Gary, good morning. Good morning, Mr. Weber. How are you this morning? I, I, I feel really old. Don't call me Mr. Call me Mark, okay? Okay, Mark. <laughs> I I have a question. I often hear you speak about having soil tests done, and I have a flower bed that we've affectionately named Area 51 because nothing grows there uh, except tulips. But, and, and you often say we need to do a soil test, but I was wondering if you could tell me where I take the samples to have it tested. Well, generally speaking, I will tell you that one of the golden things that I see with with uh, consumer collected soil tests are they're not accurate. Um, soil tests requires you to follow a protocol in the collection of the soil. 
and then send it to a lab, which they call through the chain of custody. And then when those lab results come back, then they need to be interpreted by someone who understands what all the numbers really mean. Okay. And then okay. from there, then there's recommendations or what they call findings that result from it. Um, so I would generally say is you probably want to work with a professional that can do that for you. And there are people out there like my firm does this all the time for, for people all over the United States is where we, we collect soil, we read the results and then we write reports and extensive reports we write that tell the client exactly how to better manage their landscape. Okay. Okay. Does that help you? Yes. Yeah, and typically like a soil report and soil collection out of my office is $125, and that includes a professional collection and also includes a professional report. Typically the report that you get that comes from my office on on something of that uh, um, issue is typically anywhere from 19 to 22 pages, which is a whole lot of paper. Well, it would be worth it if I could get something to grow there. So. Yeah, and that, and that, and that, and that very well maybe some of the soil issue, it may be a site issue. It sounds like you need to work with a professional to do some type of con- consulting um, because this is where these things need to uh, be looked at. Um, you can't just, you know, just don't guess. There's probably there's probably a scientific reason why you're not being successful. I need to say that. There's probably a scientific reason why you're not successful. But at the same time, um, it's hard to say without seeing the site. Okay? Okay. Do you have a – can you give your phone number? Uh, our office number is area code 937-835-3381. Sometimes I forget, I forget my own phone number. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I remember my well, cell number better than my office number. Okay. Does that help you? It does. It does. Gary, Thank you very much. Gary, have a terrific day, okay? You too. Thank you. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, tell you what, Javon, we've got Gene on the line. Let's take a quick break so we have plenty of time to spend with Gene. When we come back, more Garden Talk. We'll give you an updated weather forecast as the rain continues to get a little closer on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's our Ask the Experts weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather and traffic, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. What is your online tax service getting you? Stop by your local Jackson Hewitt and get all the benefits of a tax pro. With Jackson Hewitt, you get 100% accuracy and our max refund guarantee. Plus, we're open late and on weekends to fit your schedule. So don't settle for an online tax service. Switch to Jackson Hewitt today. 100% accuracy guaranteed or local office will Cover penalties and interest. Maximum refund guaranteed or your tax preparation feedback. Only applies to federal refund determined with filed tax returns. Terms and conditions apply. Most offices are independently owned and operated. See jacksonhewitt.com for details. David Cemetery has been serving the families of the Miami Valley since 1826. In 2011, we built our first outdoor columbarium and in 2015 completed our second. You may be asking, what is a columbarium? A columbarium is a chamber or wall in which urns containing cremations are stored. For more information, call 937-434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com. David Cemetery, generations of care. Hi, welcome to the Subway ad for $4.99 deals. How would you like it? Can I have it like a game show? Sure. We sent two contestants out on the streets to see what they could find for $4.99. Our first bought five goldfish. Ooh, but the other went to Subway for $4.99 deals. He was able to choose from four tasty footlongs or six six-inch meals that include a 21-ounce drink and chips for just $4.99 each. A winner every day. Subway. Make it what you want. Limited time only at participating restaurants. Additional charge for extras plus applicable tax. No additional discounts or coupons may be applied. It's springtime in the Miami Valley, and that means driving kids to and from sports practice and school activities. Our reporters are working around the clock to keep your family safe on the roads and to provide important weather updates from Storm Center 7. Here on AM 1290 and News 90. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Garden Talk. It's 821, 21 minutes after 8 o'clock. Let's check out the updated uh, weather forecast from New Center 7. 
Rain likely throughout the day today. If you have any plans, make sure you grab the umbrella. We're looking at a high temperature of 58 degrees, breezy throughout the day. A cold front passes by, steeply dropping those temperatures in the afternoon and evening. As we go into the overnight hours tonight, we could see a few snowflakes before the precipitation is all said and done. Tonight's low 27 degrees. We're starting off with clouds on Sunday, ending with sunshine but much colder temperatures. High of 39 on Sunday. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A current scan on the new live Doppler H37 radar shows a big wall of rain. <laughs> I mean, it stretches all the way down by Evansville, Indiana, and it's all the way up to Wapakoneta, and it's just coming right at us. Hopefully, I'll be done with garden talk before I have to go walk through that to out to my car. It's currently 56 in Springboro, 57 at my house, 54 in Urbana. On the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news, this is AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290 is the number to the dial. If you would like to uh, be part of Garden Talk, I would strongly urge you to give us a call because we would love to talk to you. Let's uh, take the phone call that comes next, which is Gene. And Gene, good morning, and uh, we welcome you to Garden Talk. Hello, Mark. I appreciate your show and all the good advice you give. Thank you. Uh, you have to forgive me. I'm fighting a sinus problem, so I may have to cough occasionally. I have uh, really two questions if you have time, but my primary one is regarding my sweet gum tree, which is about, I don't know, 30 feet tall. It looks very nice and healthy. But as you know, the uh, those porcupine balls that it sheds, there must be 200,000 of them things. I'll tell you, it's absolutely bushel baskets after bushel baskets. I have a lawn service. Uh, they're just a, a small lawn service. Uh, and uh, they did a great job with my crabgrass. I just moved to Springboro two years ago. But anyhow, I asked him about the sweet gum, and he said he could spray it. Uh, and he did. And they could only spray about the about the top third or the bottom third, so he didn't get the rest of it. Well, he took care of the problem on the bottom third, but the top is still looted, and they're still falling right now. I did some research online. There's a product called Snipper. Have you heard of that? Yeah, I have. And uh, I did buy it. I bought 25 cartridges. I plan on using it. Uh, And I just wanted to get your thoughts uh, on its effectiveness. I know you got to put it in at the right time because of the flowering buds. It works. Yeah, it works. There's there's another product out there that (laughs) is called um, Ethapon. It's... it's, uh, um, you can control sweet gum balls by using the snipper. Snipper is IAA, endoscorbic acid, I think it is. And the other one that can control it is a, through an ethylene material called ethapon. Or, and it is, um, um, both are very effective, but this is the challenge. <laughs> one is timing is everything. Right, that's the snipper. And right. I will tell you that you will not get 100% control, but you'll get more control than you had before. Oh, I'll tell you what, yeah, it's out of control. Uh, actually, there's two trees uh, that but I, I wish were in my yard. Can, I love trees. Can, can I make I a grew- suggestion, though? Yes. I really would recommend that you work with a professional to do this. Okay. Meaning that there is no way in God's green earth you should be drilling holes into your tree. Okay. Um, so I would generally say you need to work with a certified arborist. All right, I'll, I'll look one up. Yeah, and you want to find somebody that understands how to, to do that. Because this is the thing. Trees are not designed to be drilled into. Okay. Yeah, no, I understand. That. And you need to use the right kind of equipment and more so... You don't want to do this every year. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, that's the problem. You got to do that every year, I know. But you want to maybe rotate between the two processes. But okay. it may there may be years uh, where you may not be able to do it because of the weather. And I, I need you need to know that going into it. Oh, okay. And there well, are good, and there are sweet enough. there are sweet gums out there that are seedless that you can plant as well. Okay? Okay, uh, yeah, the other thing, uh, one quick one, is I have two huge Bradford pears. 
they've got to be four feet or so in circumference. And uh, that's if you measure up about three feet off the ground. They're, and they're, of course, been there when I bought the house two years ago. And they have a propensity for lens splitting at the crotches and what have you. Yeah. Mine hasn't done that yet. It's going to. But, but it's an old, old tree, both mm-hmm. of them. And they were planted at the same time because they're both the same size. And uh, I just am afraid they're going to fall when I don't want them to why fall. Don't, why, fall. Don't you, why don't you do yourself a favor? Take them down? Start all over again. Because this is the thing. Bradford, the, the Cleveland Bradford pear whole thing is it, the, this is a plant one you can't buy anymore. You may not. Right, I understand that. It's 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 actually against the law in Ohio now. I think the, the yeah they the, replaced that with the Cleveland, right? Well, no, it's the Clowry pears have been banned from sale. Oh, I did not know. Yeah, that. Yeah, and I think the final deadlines are a year or two from now. But the point being is this plant is very invasive, so don't. You know, if you've got them, try to manage them and, and handle them. But long term, replace them, tear them out and begin a new process. Um, and I think by doing so, you can, for all intents and purposes, probably be able to um, start with a better plant. And I, and I mean, there are so many wonderful choices out there that are so much better than, than sure. pear. Okay. <clears throat> Right. Okay. Well, I grew up on 640 acres. We had lots of trees, and uh, but I never dealt with a sweet gum. That's you know, okay. That's a, there's a, it's a good tree. A lot of people don't like it, but I, I love the fall color of it. So. I, and, I, and I like the shape of it. I like it. It's healthy. It's pretty, mm-hmm. nice and shady. Uh, and the leaves are tasty, too, if you bite into one. So. There you go. You have a good day, okay? Thanks, Mark. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Gene. Have a good day as well. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. 457-1290. When we come back... We are going to do What Plan I Am and so much more on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The Miami Valley's only radio station for 24-hour breaking news, weather, and traffic. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 8.30. I'm Jonah Adi with a WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following this morning. The Mueller report being urged to be released before the mid-April deadline that Attorney General Barr proposes. The ongoing controversy on that. Plus, a man accused of sending nude photos to himself to teenage girls in Centerville on Snapchat will appear in court later this month as well. We're tracking rain on the radar this morning. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. Your exclusive WHIO forecast is coming up. WHIO triple team traffic. We're not seeing any major accidents out there at this time. It looks like it should be a pretty easy drive aside from some slick road conditions on most of the freeways this hour. And it is our top story in Washington. Attorney General Bill Barr being urged by Democrats to release the full unredacted version of Mueller's report by April 2nd. Barr says that he plans to release the report by mid-April in the redacted form, saying that some information by law can't be public. Same goes for material that could affect other ongoing matters, including those that the special counsel has referred to other department offices, and he will not include any information that would unduly infringe on the personal privacy of peripheral third parties. Fox's Kevin Cork reporting. A 24-year-old Colerain Township man accused of sending nude photos of himself through Snapchat to two teen girls in Centerville is being arraigned in, later in April. Investigators say that those victims were able to identify Scott Reed from a photo lineup after photos were recovered from Snapchat. It's rare that that actually happens because the idea behind Snapchat are these applications that have this self-destructive or self-destructing component to it is that they disappear. That's an internet attorney, Andrew Rosso. He says that this makes that makes this case stand out. Reed is in custody and will appear in court on April 15th. In Dayton, Montgomery County Coroner's Office is warning about a Narcan-resistant drug possibly linked to a recent overdose. Miami Valley Regional Crime Lab says xylazine, an animal anesthetic, was found along with cocaine and fentanyl in an overdose victim this week. The coroner's office says that although xylazine is resistant to Narcan, it should still be administered in the event of an overdose. The coroner advises anyone witnessing a suspected overdose to call 911 immediately. 
let's get a look at the most accurate and dependable forecast from meteorologist Jesse Mag. Rain likely throughout the day today. If you have any plans, make sure you grab the umbrella. We're looking at a high temperature of 58 degrees, breezy throughout the day. A cold front passes by, steeply dropping those temperatures in the afternoon and evening. As we go into the overnight hours tonight, we could see a few snowflakes before the precipitation is all said and done. Tonight's low 27 degrees. We're starting off with clouds on Sunday, ending with sunshine but much colder temperatures, high of 39 on Sunday. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And the latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar showing scattered rain throughout our area. Right now we're seeing heavier rain making its way into the Ohio area from Indiana at this time. That's now folk, uh, centered in Eaton and north of I-70, especially in Dark and Mercer counties, getting quite a bit of heavy rain as well. It's 52 degrees in Troy, 54 in Springfield, 56 here in Dayton at 833. I'm Joe. Adi, WHIO Continuing News. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. This is Larry Hanskin. WHIO Washington insider Jamie Dupree has been a friend and colleague for three decades. And when he lost his voice in the spring of 2016, he didn't let that silence him. Now, thanks to modern technology, using past recordings of his actual voice, he's able to report on the air once again. His computer-generated Jamie Dupree 2.0 reports on AM 90 and News 95.7 WHIO, as well as his blog at WHIO.com with links at the WHIO Radio Facebook page. Hi, Pete Kasuja here in Old North Dayton, where my wife Shirley and I started our garden center in 1963, and now we have customers who come to us every year from Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana. The reason for such loyalty is because they know that we have thousands of shade trees, fruit trees, weeping trees, dwarf trees, evergreens, and flowering shrubs, all ready to load. We also have 16 greenhouses where we grow thousands of bonsai trees and indoor plants and garden plants, berry and fruit plants, and don't forget our green mat grass seed. So today, mow in May. We're about a mile east of the Stanley Avenue exit on I-75, so come out to 1309 Brant Pike and be dazzled. This is Clark Howard here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You own an Amazon Echo? When you get home, tell Alexa to play WHIO. Let's spend time to take a walk through the Garden Gate with John Scott from Knollwood Garden Center and Landscape on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hey, John Scott. Hey, Mark Weber. How are you? Happy spring. Yeah, I know. It's really starting to get going out there, Mark. <laughs> you know, John, I will have to say it's always a blessing um, to have survived winter. And yep. to feel the beauty of spring in all of its uh, simpleness and simplicity, and most importantly, it's it's it raises all of our spirits um, in so many different ways. And yeah, Mark, and we're starting to get all those spring gardening calls. You know, pre-emergence for lawns, and when to prune this, and when to prune that. And should I uncover this? And so many people have roses in their yards. I probably took eight or ten phone questions on roses this week. And so on the blog, I just put just a real quick blog in there. Folks, if you've got roses, hopefully you covered them this winter with some mulch. So, you know, after we get through this Monday or Tuesday, if you haven't uncovered them, you know, I will be peeling the mulch back away from my roses to let them air out. I'm going to leave that mulch real close to the rose because you and I both know we'll have a couple cold nights. We may want to do a little recovering and you know, we do our pruning cuts anytime right about now through the middle of April, and we try to prune when temperatures are going to be above freezing for at least 48 hours, so not this weekend. But, you know, we'll prune most of those roses back to 
18, 24 inches to an outward-facing bud so we don't encourage any cross-growth on the interior of the plant. And, you know, if you're using a systemic fertilizer and insecticide and fungicide, you know, by middle of April, you want to get that in there so that a plant has time to receive it and move it. So there's some gardening tasks and chores that, you know, the next couple of weeks, you know, we're not going to be putting a ton of flowers besides pansies, violas in the yard. A lot of cleanup tasks to get accomplished. And next week, the weather looks nice once we get through Tuesday. So, uh, you know, I think you and I both, I'm sure you've gotten a lot of garden tasks done in your yard in the last last 10 days. It's a wonderful time of the year to be excited. Um, I'm so many, um, so many fronts, John. Thanks for your call. I hope to, you have a busy day at Nolwood. What are your uh, hours of operation today? We are 9 to 6 today and 11 to 5 tomorrow and all kinds of fun, full things coming in. So if it's a rainy day and you want to get out of the house, uh, I don't think there's a brighter spot to come visit. So we'll be here. John Scott from Nolwood. Outstanding as always. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Thank you, sir. You've been through the Garden Gate with John Scott from Norwood Garden Center and Landscape. The Garden Talk phone lines are open. Call the garden guru, Mark Weber, at 457-1290 on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290. In just a few moments, we'll do what plan I am. And I want to tell you what, it's pretty hard. Let's jump to the telephone lines, Devon, at 457-1290, and let's go talk to Bob. Bob, good morning, and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Morning. How are you doing? I'm good, Bob. How can I help you? Yeah, well, I was had an issue with my hydrangeas I've had for about seven, eight years, and they bloomed uh, beautifully for the first uh, three or four years, and uh, probably June to July time periods when they bloomed, but... Uh, the last five years or so, they just haven't stopped. They haven't bloomed in the in the summer, and I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing wrong. I in the winter, I right before it gets real cold, I I mulch them, and then uh, in the spring, uh, right before they start popping out, I'll I'll cut them down. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. Well, what time of year are they supposed to bloom? Uh, June, July, in summer. Okay, well, so, and when did you cut them down again? Well, I don't cut the old canes down until the, sp- till, till the spring, till almost when they're about ready to start uh, growing again. Okay, so let's wait. Let's let them leaf out, okay? Okay. And see what happens. The other thing that goes with this is um, you may also have um, uh, an issue where you may not be have a hardy variety. Okay. Okay. Meaning you may have one that may not be winter hardy for this part of the area. And there's a lot of hydrangeas that are like that. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yep. It sure does. Yeah. I, I, and I don't know the, the type of hydrangea. So. Okay. And I think it may be that issue. And, and what you may want to do is probably give them a little bit of mulch in the late, late, late fall. And right, see right. if and see if maybe mulching them will preserve those canes so that they do bloom because they're going to be setting flower buds probably by probably July of this year. And okay. my guess is if they're not getting pruned off, then they're probably dying related to um, um, winter injury. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. Well, I'll wait till they start to uh, to, to uh, bloom out. Or, I mean, uh, start to green up, and then I'll cut the old canes down and see what happens. All right, sir, I wish you only the best, and we thank you for listening to Garden Talk, okay? Thank you, buddy. Take care. You bet. Bye-bye. 457-1290, we're going to begin what plant I am. Um, And this is how it works. I'm the plant. You guys' job is to figure out um, um, what I am. If you know what I am, um, you win yourself a... Wonderful $25 gift card to Nolwood because they're gardeners like you and I. I am small. No one really knows the time of my birth. Many archaeologists, botanists, and food historians believe I originated in Central Asia, while others suggest by research that I was first grown in Iran and West Pakistan. I am very likely... 
was a very important staple in prehistoric diets. Most researchers agree that it was cultivated between around 5,000 years or so ago, and I was by far one of the first and most important earliest plants ever cultivated because I was less perishable than other foods of my time. I was easily transportable, and I was easy to grow, and I would be produced in a variety of soils and climates. I'm also known to prevent thirst. You heard me right. I'm also known to prevent thirst. I can be dried and preserved for later consumption when food may be scarce. While in place and time of my original, original origin is a mystery, many documents of very early times describe me as an important food in the use of art, medicine, and mummification. So what plant am I? 4571290. That's let 4571290. Um and I'll say to you that I can be grown in a couple different ways. I'll give you that clue that's important. Um and you can drink juice from me. Um yeah. And they're also described in the Middle Ages that uh, I could actually uh uh, alleviate headaches and snake bites and even hair loss. Maybe I should eat more of those. And people actually use them to make rent payments and wedding gifts. <laughs> yeah. So what plant am I? Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. Is the lines just explode as they always do when we do this uh, program? By the way, uh, this week I had a wonderful, wonderful treat. I got to spend some time with um, um, Christy Zantini and uh, Miss Vrytags, and we did a podcast uh, on that. We it's being published on the radio station's website, and uh, I would encourage you to listen to it. We talked about a whole bunch of stuff, and it was a really great podcast. Um, four five seven twelve ninety is the number of the dial. If you know what I am, let's go right to Greenville, Ohio. Hey, Justin. Good morning. How are you? I'm well, and yourself? Good. Is it raining in Greenville, Justin? It's heavy rain, actually. I'm looking at the radar, man. You guys are getting whopped on. <laughs> no volcano mulching today. I well, I, if they're if 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 they're if volcano mulching in Greenville right now, you should tell them they should stop because <laughs> it's never a good thing. We don't For volcano sure. mulch. Say no to volcano mulching, Justin. Will do. Say it now. I want to hear you say it. Dig. I want to say, I want you to say no to volcano mulching to anybody that lives in Greenville. Say no to volcano mulching. Okay. I'll make sure. I'll put it in the paper even. Okay. I am small. No one knows the time of my birth. Many archaeologists, botanists, and food historians believe I originated in Central Asia. Other research uh, suggests that I was first grown in Pakistan and even West Iran. I am very likely one of the most important staple diets in prehistoric times. Most researchers agree that I have been cultivated around 5,000 years ago or more and may be the earliest cultivated plants in history because I'm less perishable than other foods, easily transportable, and I can grow just, just about anywhere you plant me. I am known to prevent thirst. I can be dried and preserved for later consumption when food is scarce. While, while in place and time of my origin is a mystery, many documents of very early times describe me as an important food in the use, use in art, medicine, and mummification. So what plant am I? Big? No. <laughs> but, but thanks for your try. All right? Bye-bye. 457-1290. Mary L. Mary. 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 Yes. What plant am I, Mary Ellen? Uh, pomegranates. Not today. But thanks, okay. but thanks for your call. 457-1290. It's an open line for you if you want to jump aboard. A $25 gift card to No Woods at Stake. This is big money, folks. Marcy, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing, Marcy? I'm, I'm good. 
You I'm think? Good. What do you How think? You? I'm I'm well, Marcy. So what plant am I, Marcy? Well, I was thinking a current berry. I am not a current. I I, oh, I, no. I, I, I I'm I'm not a bush. I tell okay. you, I'm not a bush. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Marcy, thanks Hello. for your call. Okay. Bye bye. Four five seven twelve ninety. Let's talk to Missy. Missy, you're on Rapid Fire Garden Talk. What plant am I? Japanese plum. I am not a tree. <laughs> <laughs> you have a great day. Four Thanks. five seven twelve ninety. That's right. I'm not a bush, and I'm not a tree. <laughs> what plant am I? I was used for mummification. Isn't that kind of an interesting thought? To use it for mummification. I also will tell you the uh, the pilgrims brought me on the Mayflower too. It's kind of an interesting thought process, isn't it? <laughs> four five seven twelve ninety. That's four five seven twelve ninety. What plant do you think I am? I could be so many things. I'm so many things. What could I be? Four five seven twelve ninety. Let's go talk to Anthony. Anthony, good morning, and welcome to Garden Talk. Good morning. What plant am I, Anthony? Are you an aloe plant? I am not an aloe plant. <laughs> but thanks for your call. Happy gardening to you, sir. 457-1290 if you know what plant I am. Four, one line available. One line available. Your chance to win a $25 gift card to Knollwood is at stake. Let's head to the telephone lines once again. Let's go talk to Doug. Doug, good morning. Good morning. You stayed up all night, studied all day long, right? I did. <laughs> <laughs> and you got swamp land for sale in, in Arizona too, right? Okay. Yeah, we got that. Full, full of alligators, right? <laughs> you betcha. All right, Doug. For a $25 gift card to the finest garden center in Dayton, Ohio, what plant am I, Doug? I'm going to say lavender. You are wrong. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but thanks for your call. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. 457-1290. Javon? Wisp, uh, Paul, what is his answer? Because I, oh, thank you very much. Let's go talk to Paul. Paul, good morning. Paul? Hello, Paul. Paul, yes, I'm right here. Are you with us, Paul? Yes, I am. You haven't left us, right, Paul? Okay. Paul, I'm small. No one knows. Paul, that. I'm right here. I, I, know, I know because. All right, how you doing? <laughs> are you ready to give you your answer, Paul? Yes, I am. Okay. What do you think I am? Eucalyptus. I'm not a eucalyptus, but thank you for your call. 457-1290. Let's go talk to Richard. Richard, good morning, and welcome to Garden Talk. Hello. Richard, are you prepared to give me an answer? Yeah, pineapple. I am not a dicot. But thanks for your call, Richard. 457-1290. We'll continue after this on AM 1290. <laughs> it's 95.7 WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Stockslager's Greenhouse and Garden Center invites you to celebrate our 60 years of growing for Dayton, the Miami Valley, and you. Growing beautiful plants and flowers that help you begin each day with a smile. Grown by a family and staff of professionals who know what you want. Quality brands that you trust. The Stockslager family and the entire team thank you, our customers, for growing with us for 60 years. Hi, I'm Dr. Keith Basinger, owner of Miamisburg Vision Care. Having a partner like Farmers and Merchants Bank means they know me by name. My loan officer is always eager to help me with my banking needs. Thanks, Dr. Basinger. Unlike those bigger banks, we understand what it takes for small businesses to succeed. I'm Clint Morton with Farmers and Merchants Bank, and we have a cool offer for you. For a limited time, get a free Yeti cooler when you apply for and close a new business loan. Does your bank do that? Farmers and Merchants Bank, FDIC insured, equal housing lender. Are you a new parent looking for support? Catholic Social Services provides nurturing parenting curriculum and home visiting services from Montgomery to Shelby County. 
Call today at 299-LINK. That's 299-L-I-N-K. Springtime is here, which means the threat of severe weather. WHIO is the only radio station in the Miami Valley with meteorologists monitoring local weather 24-7. From Troy to Miamisburg and from Eden to Oakwood, keeping your family safe is our number one goal on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Good morning, everybody. Let's check out the updated wet forecast from News Center 7. Rain likely throughout the day today. If you have any plans, make sure you grab the umbrella. We're looking at a high temperature of 58 degrees, breezy throughout the day. A cold front passes by, steeply dropping those temperatures in the afternoon and evening. As we go into the overnight hours tonight, we could see a few snowflakes before the precipitation is all said and done. Tonight's low 27 degrees. We're starting off with clouds on Sunday, ending with sunshine but much colder temperatures. High of 39 on Sunday. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. A current scan of the new live Doppler HG7 radar is wet. And I got a feeling that I'm going to get wet when I walk out of the studios. Right now, we've got a big band of wet, wet rain that's running all the way from western Hamilton County, all the way through western side of Montgomery, all of, all of, uh, all of, uh, Oh, Eaton is completely covered over. Half of uh, Miami County is. Half of Dark County is. It's wet out there. Currently 56 degrees on the station that you depend on for weather, traffic, and news. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. I hope that uh, you enjoyed this morning's broadcast of Garden Talk, for I surely have loved giving it to you. And it's always a sincere honor and privilege to spend every Saturday morning from 6 a.m. till 9 a.m., um, talking about plants and trees and vegetables and all the good stuff we do and having so much fun along the way. And please get out and do a little gardening. It's uh, good for the heart, it's good for the soul, and it's good for the mind. 457-1290. We're going to jump right back to the te- telephone lines of what plant I am. Margaret, good morning. Morning, Mark. Margaret, I am small. No one knows the time of my birth. Archaeologists, botanists, food historians believe I originated in Central Asia. Other research supports that I may have been first grown in Iran and West Pakistan. I am very likely the most basic staple part of prehistoric human lives diets. Most researchers agree that I was cultivated around 5,000 years ago and by far was one of the most most earliest plants ever cultivated by human beings because I'm less perishable than other foods of my time. I'm easily to transport. I'm easy to grow in any soil and a variety of soils and climates. And I am known to prevent thirst. I'm known to, and I can be dried and preserved later in consumption for food and may be scarce. While I can also be used to, for medicine, art, and mummification. What plant am I, Margaret? The dreaded dandelion. I am not a dicot. Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. Aaron, what plant am I? The dreaded dandelion. No, Aaron. Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. Let's go talk to Shane. Shane, good morning. Frankenson. No. (laughs) Thanks for your call, Shane. Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. What plant could I be? I'm not a I'm not a dicot. I'm not a tree. I'm not a shrub. So, and I will say I'm not a gymnosperm either. I'm not a I'm not an evergreen tree. So I'm going to tell you right now, I am in the grass family. What plant am I? Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. If you know. The phone lines have exploded here at WHIO Radio because everybody, their brother, sister, uncle, and uh, niece is trying to get on the radio. Let's go talk. Wait, well, you had somebody on there, and they're gone. <laughs> it's wild watching these phones and lines explode. Poor Javon. He's like got dial fingers trying to do this and do that and try to get this person on and that person on. 
I am not. I am not a dicot. I am not a dicot. I am not a tree. I'm not a shrub. I'm not an evergreen. Let's go talk to Eileen. Eileen, good morning, and welcome to WHIO Radio. Good morning. What plant am I, Eileen? Are you a grape? I told you guys, I'm not a dicot. I don't know what a dicot is. <laughs> Remember back in school, they showed you a bean plant and a corn plant? Okay. That was a long time ago. I know, but the brain needs simulation. <laughs> okay. So the bean plant is a dicot. The grass plant is a monocot. So okay. you're a monocot. I am a monocot. Well, but I don't you gotta know, know the name of the monocot. I don't know what you are. You soon will find out. All right, thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Four five seven twelve ninety. Let's go talk to Jane. Jane, good morning. Good morning. Jane, what plant am I? Papyrus. You know? No, but that's a fun plant in itself. Jane, thank you for your call and happy gardening to you. Okay. I always enjoy your program. Bye. Bye bye. 457-1290. I'm going to take away the pain. <laughs> Good morning, Carl. Good morning, Mark. I think you're a pretty smart guy. Carl, I am small. No one knows the time of my birth. Many people believe that I originated in uh, Central Asia, while others believe I was cultivated and first grown in Iran and West Pakistan. It is very likely that I was the basic foundation of most prehistoric diets of early human existence. Research agrees that I was some cultivated. My first plantings of me occurred nearly 5,000 years ago, Carl. Um, and because I was not very perishable, I was transportable because I was small and it was easy to grow because you could grow me in a wide varieties of soils and climates. In fact, today I'm grown all over the world. I am known to prevent thirst. I can be dried. I can be preserved for later use. But most importantly, Carl, I was used for mummification. Carl, everybody's got to know the answer. What is it? You are an onion. I am an onion. <laughs> Sir, you won yourself a $25 gift card to Noah because they're gardeners like you and I. Enjoy your onions. Enjoy your plants and have a great weekend. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Well, folks, that'll wrap it up for this week's edition. See, I wasn't a tree. I wasn't a bush. I wasn't a dicot. I wasn't anything but an onion. Isn't that amazing? Ladies and gentlemen, remember the very words that I spoke 28 years ago on a fine March day, just like today, and they are so true as well. Gardening, my friends, is a great quest in life. It's a wonderful way to enjoy the blessed earth in which the good Lord has made. Please, my friends, get out there and get your hands dirty. Enjoy the garden. Be part of the garden. It will improve your heart, it will improve your soul, it will improve your mind. And be sure whatever gardening you do is happy gardening on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.